to the people uh, holding this symposium and to Frenchie, who will be on the air covering this same topic at 7 a.m. So, have a good evening. Take care of yourself. And uh, we'll talk together soon. Good evening. WBAI, New York. The following program will be brought to you on recording. Castellano, que bueno baila usted. Castellano, que bueno baila usted. Castellano, que bueno baila WBAI 99.5 on your FM dial. Felipe Luciano here with you. This is what's called Cuban doo-wop. Group called vocal sampling, doing with their mouths what instruments normally do, and playing a very, very famous tune, Que Bueno Baila Usted by Benny More. Listen to what Cubans can do when they let their black really out.
the a cappella singing of vocal sampling. Much deeper than Manhattan Transfer. Let's be honest about it. This is doo-wop Caribbean style, Afro-Cuban style. Felipe Luciano here with you on WBAI 99.5 on your FM dial. Today we are going to delve into, investigate, turn over, and um, dissect the African origins of Latin music. We are going to have Bobby Sanabri on. We're going to have issue or work on a, uh, and you're going to listen to a documentary, a radio documentary, that was put together by Joyce Jones. Bobby Sanabria, as you know, is a phenomenal musician, a great teacher, teaches at the Manhattan School of Music, um, has always been about transmitting the joy, the importance, the nobility of this music, as well as of his people. Born in the Bronx, in the projects, like I was, um, became a drummer, a phenomenal drummer. Uh, and I've worked with him in poetry. He's very sensitive, very into subtlety and nuance, but loves to talk about Afro-Cuban jazz and how this jazz came. Spanish Harlem, of course, is the mother of not only salsa, but uh, Latin jazz as well. I don't know how many of you understand this, and you may be saying, here he goes, especially some of the Latinos, here he goes with his black stuff again. He seems to always be caught up in that. Let me explain something to my family and to you, beloved. A people who do not know who they are are permanently dysfunctional. A people who do not understand their nappy hair, their ashy skin, their broad lips, their wide noses, their big butts, they when you don't understand where that comes from, you are in disillusion. You are in amnesia. You're in a state of cultural amnesia. And no matter what success you may in you may come across. No matter what success you go through, no matter what success, you still have not understood who you are. Do you know less than 13% of Latinos in this country identify as black? Can you believe that with all the nappy hair you see in this country? I can't believe it. When given the option of being black or white, they inevitably, or any other thing, by the way, they inevitably, inevitably say they want to be white. It's unbelievable. It's not only Puerto Ricans. There's something, it goes back to, it goes up right through South America. It, when you look at the percentages of black people, for example, uh, you know, black people went all the way to Tierra del Fuego in Argentina. Slaves went right through Mexico. Folks, I'm not discussing hope or fantasy. I'm not discussing cultural nationalism. I'm telling you what is. The Spanish and the Portuguese brought black people into this world. There were already Native Americans here. But they introduced black folks here. And whether they intermarry with the population or not is not what I'm... The fact is, is that the DNA makes it clear. We are black. When they dis, When they looked into the black heritage of Puerto Ricans, and this was done by the University of Puerto Rico in Mayaguez, 27% of Puerto Ricans have black African heritage on the X chromosome, 20% on the Y chromosome. That means between 20 and 46% of the Puerto Rican population has African heritage. I don't care what you think your mama is. Tuero Negro. Now we make fun. We call each other Molleto, Cocolo, which, which we used to be very negative terms. Come on, y'all. 
I'm not asking. And see, what happens is, is people say, oh, uh, I may be black, but I'm not like them. What do you mean them? There is no difference between you and that blood on 147th Street and 8th Avenue, other than the fact that the ship landed for him in Atlanta, Georgia, and for you in Sabana Grande. It's the, that's the only difference. You would have been him had it not had it, the ship not been changed. I don't know why people get caught up in this. I don't want to identify with black American culture. We're not asking you to just be black. Everybody has cultural uniqueness. It is amazing. You got the same thing happening on the part of black folk. Well, you know, those those are those people, those meter meters. Are you serious or delirious? It's your mama. It's your pappy, sappy. We got to get past this. And if we don't, we will not be able to affect any political unity in this country. So don't get mad when you get chumped off. Right now, every, when you go to jails and you see black and Puerto Ricans together, and I've said this before, there are no people who are more closely interrelated than blacks and Puerto Ricans. I'm including blacks Dominicans and blacks and men. There are no people who have a greater affinity for each other than blacks and Puerto Ricans. In this town, you go anywhere in the United States, you will never see the kind of bonding, the kind of my man, you know, the hugging, the, the marriages, the food. We are in this. We've been in this for 100 years. You know what happens to my accent when I get mad? I go South Carolina in, in a minute. I know black women who, when you speak to them, you think you're talking to a Puerto Rican out of, you know, uh, Agua Buena. Definite Puerto Rican accents. And I asked them, oh, you're Puerto Rican? She said, no, I'm black. But I was raised with Puerto Ricans. Come on, man. We've been in this a long time. What bothers me is that the Latinos themselves do not want to admit who they are. Now, let me give you some of the, um, <laughs> some of the, uh, what do they call it? Some of the mixtures. When you look at what's really going on, people don't want to be black. It's just as simple as that. It's, you're running from it. They have hurt you so badly that you'd rather be anything else. You know, all the countries we come from, right? We come from, uh, and I'm going to be talking to Bobby in two seconds. We come from Nigeria, the Congo, Gambia, Guinea, Mali, Senegal, Ivory Coast, Angola, Mozambique, Ghana, Benin. All of those countries are places we come from. When you look at Dominicans, you look at the Guineans. The Puerto Ricans are from the Congo. Bombay Plena, straight out of the Congo. Nigerians are Cubans. Angolans are Brazilians. Come on, man. Can we get this together? People would be more than willing to say, I'm Spanish. I'm Spanish. I come from Spain. And they'd be blue. Not even black, blue. I don't understand. We got to get beyond this stuff. And if we can get to the music, maybe you can understand. Uh, the funny thing is, is that when you look at the um, the percentages, even Argentina admits that it has black blood. Even Argentina. They make it clear, yeah, we, can, we, we got the blood. Now, what happened to them is a whole other thing. Because many of them were killed, as were many of the, uh, as were many of the Native Americans. Um, let me just give you a, a, a little, just before we get into this, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you more about it. Uh, let's get into some of the music. I want to talk to you about the journey. Bobby, are you on the air? Yes, I am, Felipe. Tell us, give us, just before we go into the music, a little sense of what this overview is uh, in terms of the African influence on Latin music. Well, uh, all the things that you were talking about, it's interesting. They're, they're all reflected in the music, whether it's the past, present, and, of course, the, the future, you know, um, it's all there in the music. All the things that you mentioned are right there. They're present in James Brown. 
They're present in the Temptations. Yes, sir. They're present in uh, Tavito Vasquez from the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. uh, they're present. Uh, they're even present in Frank Sinatra. <laughs> right. Believe it or not. Um, and uh, Joyce Jones from WBA asked me to do this. Um, and it was uh, my pleasure to do it. And uh, the, this basically is, uh, it's about three hours and... These are recordings from my personal collection, and I, I, uh, I started uh, talking about how in 1415 uh, we get the we get Portugal beginning. Well, you say that, and I don't, I don't want you to give it away because oh, you okay. say that well, right in the right in the beginning of the program. You talk about the origins of the music, the origin of black folk. I just wanted to let people know before we go into this. Bobby's going to be with us on with us uh, for a major part of the show. Um, but just to give you an example of cultural amnesia, in the Caribbean, Cuba, which is a black nation, only 5.1% say that they're black. In the Dominican Republic, only 5.2% say they're black. In Haiti, only 5.3% say they're black. In Puerto Rico, 5.5%. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. Uh, Argentina, 3.1% at least say they're black. Bolivia, 3.2% say they're black. In Colombia, 3.5% say they're black. Folks, this is a national tragedy. White folks must be laughing all the way to the bank. Because if you want to imitate the imitation, you keep on imitating the imitation, but you will never be healthy. Love your black self. And I'm not trying to be Marcus Garvey. I'm not trying to be Malcolm, though if I were in those footsteps and Schomburg's footsteps, I would consider it an honor. I'm just asking you to love yourself. Love who you are and stop running away from the blackness. Bobby Sanabia is lighter than I am, but has African blood. In our culture, the African spirit and bloodline is still there. And in the Caribbean, African culture is revered. Now, it is not accepted, but we know when we put those drums between our legs that we're making love to that drum. All right, we start with the journey. And by the way, the pledge is 212 for pledges, 212-209-2950. 212-209-2950. For the pledge that you offer, we will, we, for the pledge of $60, we will offer you this three CD set. We ask that you pledge, and we ask that you pledge heavy. Because this is something that is absolutely necessary in your library. 212-209-2950. Uh, www.give2, the, the number 2, wbai.org. All right, Bobby, we're moving on with the journey. Listen to the history that Mr. Sanabia points out. He overlays everything with a sense of history. You are going to be shocked. The journey. Cuba, Puerto Rico, and the Dominican Republic. The three Antilles, the three islands that have brought forth more music than any other group of islands in the Caribbean and have influenced the ethos of New York City. Brought to you by WBAI and Joyce Jones, I'm here to bring you on that journey. But to tell the real story, we have to go way, way back in time. Our story begins in the year 1415, when the Portuguese attack and capture the Moorish stronghold of Quetta in North Africa. By 1435, they've conquered Senegal. 1443, Cape Bojolar. 1455, Guinea. And 1481, what we know as the Congo. These conditions led to the voyage of Columbus. 
Europe was in financial disarray. The two previous popes had drained France's economy. But there was a sense of discovery and expansion based on new scientific awareness during that time period. In 1472, a young Italian geographer tells Christopher Columbus, who has been studying navigation in Portugal, the voyage you wish to take is not as difficult as people think. On the contrary, the ship's course is certain. And then finally in 1492, something momentous happens. Abu Abdullah, the last Moorish king of Granada, the last Muslim king of Spain, surrenders to Ferdinand and Isabella. Spain is finally united under one common doctrine and is poised to emulate the Portuguese expansionist movement. Finally, on October 12, 1492, the island that was known by the native Arawak people as Guanahani is landed upon by Columbus and his men. With him come what became known as conquistadores. These were men who uh, were soldiers, and their fathers had been soldiers, and their grandfathers had been soldiers, and their great-grandfathers had been soldiers. These were men who had fought in the Muslim wars in España. So they were brutal when they came upon these islands. He quickly plants the flag on the beach, claims it the sovereign property of Spain, and changes the name to San Salvador. He proceeds to the islands of Cubanacan, the island of Cuba, and later Quisqueya, which the Spanish changed to Hispaniola. They both occupy later the territories known as Haiti and the Dominican Republic. He mistakenly thinks that Cuba is the mainland of India, and thus Columbus, till his death, had this idea fixate, this fixation. On October 13, 1492, Columbus writes in his diaries, I was attentive and took the trouble to see if there was gold. And on November 12, 1492, he writes this in his diaries. There is in these lands a vast quantity of gold. Unfortunately, Columbus was wrong. That gold that he was seeking would later be found in the Aztec, Inca, and Maya empires in Central and South America. In 1493, on his second voyage, he returns with 1,500 men and 15 ships after exaggerating the claims of gold to be found to the Spanish rulers. He comes upon the island of Borinquen in 1493, which is the original Taino Indian name of Puerto Rico, and the rest of the archipelago and the coast of the U.S. He brings sugar cane from the Canary Islands off the coast of West Africa to Hispaniola, Jamaica, Cuba, and Borinquen. In 1495, Columbus engages in open warfare with the Carib Indians, one of the ethnic tribal groups that was to be found in the Caribbean along with the Arawaks and Tainos. In 1497, convicts are brought as laborers to the area. In 1499, Vasco da Gama rounds the Cape of Good Hope for Portugal and discovers the route to India. Columbus and his brother are arrested in Hispaniola and sent back to Spain. He is released, but he is humiliated. For he had claimed that there was vast amounts of gold to be found in the Caribbean. He was mistaken. In 1501, the king of Spain initiates the slave trade with a letter to the governor of Hispaniola. It was due to the second voyage that Columbus made in 1493, where on one of the ships, a young Catholic priest by the name of Bartolomé de las Casas would initiate a groundbreaking, historic, tragic move that would change the course of history. What Bartolomé de las Casas had initiated through his writings in his diaries, petitioning the king and queen of Spain and also the pope, was something monumental. It would change the course of history and, in effect, is responsible in many ways for all of the music that we hear today in the United States and in the Caribbean. Through these years, he had been documenting all of the atrocities committed by the Hidalgos, the noblemen, and the conquistadores, the soldiers, to the native Amerindian populations. 
All of these atrocities are annotated in his monumental work that survives to this day, called The Devastation of the West Indies. Infanticide, rape, belligerent, plundering were common. The burning of villages, similar to what would be known as strafing during the Vietnam era in the 1960s and early 70s. What was important was Bartolome de las Casas, after reading a passage in the Bible about the sovereignty of man and woman, decided upon himself to save the native Arawak, Carib, and Taino population. And so, since the Portuguese had control of all of Western Central Africa, the Spanish could make a business deal with them to bring West Africans and Central Africans as slaves to this so-called New World. And so, through Bartolomé de las Casas, writing and having a meeting with the King and Queen of Spain, petitioning to the Pope in Rome, in 1501, the King of Spain initiates the slave trade with a letter to the governor of Hispaniola. Bartolomé de las Casas gave with one hand and took with the other. But the die was cast. Already the diseases that the Spaniards have brought over affected the Amerindian populations in an incredibly negative way. Most of them died off by the end of the 16th century. And so, by 1511, we get the first West Africans being brought to the island of not only Hispaniola, but also to the island of Cuba and Puerto Rico. Originally, in 1508, 50 Africans were brought to Hispaniola, the island that occupies the Dominican Republic and Haiti. But after this initial small group of West Africans being brought over as slaves, in 1511, slavery began in not only Cuba, but in Puerto Rico. By 1517, the first massive slave contracts, known as asientos, were formulated by the Spaniards. Initially, 4,000 blacks were brought to what became known as the West Indies over a period of eight years. In 1523, 4,000 West Africans and Central Africans were brought into all of the Spanish dominions, 1,500 to Hispaniola, 500 to Boriquen, 300 to Cuba, and 300 to Jamaica. In 1528, 700 more West Africans were sent to the island of Cuba, and so on and so forth, until massive, massive amounts of West and Central Africans were brought to the islands, predominantly the island of Cuba, as it became the dominatrix in the Caribbean, not only for its natural resources, but its incredible size being the largest island in the Caribbean. The Spanish initiated an interesting set of standards in the Caribbean in their dominions. By Spanish law, West Africans had to learn about the Catholic Church. Hence, they had to learn how to read and write. Hence, by Spanish law, chapels were set up on all large slave plantations. Catholic priests were assigned, and their job was to convert these Western Central Africans to Christianity. The reasoning being that they would be loyal to the king and queen of Spain. But they had also set up a scenario that was perfect for the West Afri and Central Africans to relive their culture. And when we're talking about Western Central Africans, we're talking about three main groups. First, the Bantu Congolese, then Arara, that hail from Nigeria, as well as the Yoruba, and the Efik people from Southern Nigeria. The Spanish set up what we call cabildos. These were ancient social clubs that had a hierarchy. They were mostly predominantly popular in southern Spain. The males belonged to. They set up the same hierarchy, in, particularly on the island of Cuba. These cabildos, in effect, provided stability, a chance for these West Africans to speak in their native tongues secretly. And for the Spaniards, it provided a way of teaching them Christianity on a mass level. But while they were listening to the ancient hymns and learning them of the Catholic Church, Things like, Dios te salve, te salve María, llena eres de bondad. They were also practicing their religions and speaking in their native tongues. 
So something like a phrase from the Efik language, like In this house, I am the coolest, most elegant of chiefs, Mokongo. The Yoruba phrase for peace and prosperity be unto you. These phrases, these words became part and parcel of what we know today in Latin America as El Cubaneo, the Cuban psyche the Cuban ethos. So words like chévere, which is a word that's used throughout all of Latin America, is really an afik word from southern Nigeria, which means elegant, cool, or down, became part of the Spanish language. Mambo, the Bantu Congolese word for a chant or song that repeats over and over again, became part of the everyday language of Cubans and then later on all of Latin America. Bonco, which later became bongo, the afik word for drum. And many, many other phrases and words became part and parcel of colloquial Spanish, particularly on the island of Cuba, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, and Haiti. So, Africa lives not only in the drumming, in the music, obviously, that we hear today, but also in the words that we use colloquially in Spanish in the Caribbean. Let's give you an example of some of this culture in full force. We're going to listen to three things. First, from Congo culture, we're going to listen to the group Ekobio and Yenisong singing an ancient Bantu Congolese ritual song known as Fun Funyando. After that, we'll listen to some Yoruba chants for Elegua, Ogun, and Ochosi, which are known as the Guerreros. These are the warriors that are sung in their complex religious belief system. They have many, many different deities. These three deities are sung to in the beginning of any ceremony. Ura yo sambe, yo, es ala maleco, dice tres personas distintas, un solo Dios, el Santo Tomás, Santo Tomás, dice carajo, dice ya la Congo, dice una mujer, carajo, salamareco, dice el mismo Congo que ya te ha la Congo, dice Mulanto Nébola, dice ganga, carajo, la buena noche, mingo, saludando la tierra Congo, carajo, dice salamareco, dice en Dios, Ura mambe, yo, Ura mambe,
Charlie Sarabria, a radio documentary called The Journey, in which he describes, I think, in perfect and beautiful and elaborate detail, fascinating detail, the African origin of the Caribbean, particularly Afro-Latinos, and how it started. In some of the songs, you will hear them saying, you will hear the lead singer saying, um, Salam Aleikum, Malaikum Salah. They don't say Walaikum Salam, they say Malaikum. Remember that Mus Islam was came to the Caribbean via the soldiers, via the navigators, many of them, and also Islam had already invaded Africa. So that the native African religions and the universities like Mali, Songhai, Tumbaktu had already been destroyed. Africa was in a state of disarray by the time the European got there, and it was much more difficult to fight the slave trade because of that. Uh, as you know, many of these black chieftains themselves sold their own people down. I think that would not have happened as much had there had been a much more cohesive uh, kinship among the African tribes. We're discussing the African origins of Latin music. We have Bobby Sanabdi on the air. Um, Bobby, do you know who's playing the Iya on that drum? On that? Those are members of the Grupo Folklorico Nacional uh, of Cuba. The drum that uh, Felipe is referring to is the uh, lead drum, which is known as Iya, of the family of drums known as Bata, which are the closest link that we have in this hemisphere to uh, Western Central Africa. Those drums are of the Yoruba people. Uh, they come in a set of three, known as the Okonkolo or um, Omele, and uh, then the second drum is the Etotele, it's also known as Omelenko, and the third drum, the largest drum, is known as Yaz, the Yoruba word for uh, mother, and uh, they're hourglass-shaped drums that are played on the lap. They can also be hung from the neck and played marching, but mostly they're played ceremonially while you're sitting down, and uh, they have a head on each side. The head is the, heads are no, the small head is known as cha-cha, and the, the large head is known as enu. And the, the lead drum, the iya, controls the conversations between, that it has with the second drum, the iototele. So uh, while the okonkolo plays a steady uh, rhythmic cadence, and each deity in the Yoruba pantheon has its own particular cycle of uh, praise rhythms, and... Uh, in the Yoruba mythology, the Yoruba religion, there are, there are originally over 1,000 deities describing every aspect of nature. Um, but only 22 of them made the transatlantic crossing to Brazil and to the island of Cuba. And those are the ones we worship today in modern-day uh, what is known as Santeria, which is uh, kind of a new world name for the religion of Ifa, which is... Uh, the uh, religion of the Yoruba people, which is very extremely complex. It's always a joke amongst practitioners in Santeria that you never really uh, fully understand the religion. It's so complex and so mysterious. As are the rhythms, the praise rhythms for these different deities. So you heard there a little bit of some praise rhythm and chanting for Elegua. You, you hear one of the, you hear the um, Akbong, the lead singer, mentioning Eshu a lot. Now, is an aspect of now, there are many Christians who may be listening to this, who may be saying that is demon worship. Uh, this is demonic. Uh, I have members of my family who will not listen to drums. They feel that those demons will jump on you. When you look at the origins of Pentecostal rhythms, 
when you look at possession, speaking in tongues, you are looking at and witnessing African religions. It is a direct relationship between what happens in the Puerto Rican Pentecostal Church, in the Black Pentecostal Church, or Holiness Churches, and what happens in West Africa. It has been proven empirically. There is a professor, renowned scholarly guy named Sam Cruz, happens to be my professor, who wrote a book about Africanisms in the Pentecostal religion. It's an amazing, and I've always said that. People said, I knew it instinctively. What we call prophecy is called revelation in African religions. And when we, you dance in the spirit, the same way you dance in Santeria, it is amazing how pure this has been kept. We live a syncretic life. We put the religion in front, but we worship African gods in, from behind. When the slaves first came to Cuba, to Puerto Rico, to Santo Domingo, and to Haiti, they were, the Catholicism was forced on them. And so rather than go through changes with the master and say, we don't believe, they said, okay, let's, let's take whatever gods they have and take similar gods in our culture and combine them. So, for example, uh, Chang'o, who's the god of war, the god of thunder, uh, the god of war and thunder, and the god of the cannoneers for the Spanish the Catholics, was Santa Barbara. So Santa Barbara is related to Chang'o, and on and on it goes. The color's red and white. There's also, there are also colors associated with this and rhythms associated with it. This is WBAI in New York, 99.5 on your FM dial. You're listening to professor, scholar, uh, musician extraordinaire Bobby Sanabia discuss the African origins of Latin music. Bobby, we're going to go try to get to the uh, second uh, part of your interview where we get great. into rumba. Great, you, great. Uh, Before we go on to that, I'd just like sure. to say the first thing that everybody listened to was a great example of Congo culture. Um, it, you heard uh, direct phrases, uh, words, etc., in Bantu uh, Congolese mixed with Spanish. Hmm. This is what became known by scholars as lengua bosal, which developed on the island of Cuba. It was a, because the Congolese, the Bantu Congolese, were the first to be brought over in massive numbers. Their history and their influence is is kind of relegated has taken us kind of like a back seat to the Yoruba culture, which is more in, in mainstream uh, uh, popular culture in terms of uh, drumming, particularly with the bata drums, and of course in terms of religion, uh, Santeria, which has become very popular in New York City amongst our communities and basically all over the world. There are practitioners, as you all know, that are not Cuban, they're not Puerto Rican, they're not Dominican. There are people that are Jewish, Irish, you know, Italian, that are practitioners of Santeria. So the, re the religion in and of itself is very universal, as is Bantu Congolese religion. But uh, unfortunately, Bantu Congolese religion, as I said, takes a back seat. And the, and the culture takes a back seat to Yoruba culture. And basically that's because the Yoruba were basically the last... In a, in a massive wave of... Uh, of Africans uh, to come uh, over. Exactly, exactly. So Tell me something the last group is the one that's more prominent. That's more prominent, yes. Tell me something, Bobby. Um, the fact that Puerto Ricans, and I'm speaking specifically about our folk, mm -hmm. uh, are, are Congolese and Gambian, um, does is there a direct relationship, and have you been able to hear the rhythms uh, from uh, Congo in Puerto Rican music, in Bomben Plena? Well, most definitely in in uh, in the complex of rhythms that we call bomba, mm -hmm. which uh, is a rhythm that it's a style of music 
uh, rhythmic uh, cadences, etc., that are uniquely Puerto Rican, that have also a connection to Haiti through, uh, you know, through a migration of West African and Central African slaves. You know, I've always felt a very strong affinity for Haiti. Oh, even though my grandfather was Haitian, I always felt a strong affinity for Haiti. I never knew why. Now I know why. Well, that's because uh, when the revolution, the Haitian Revolution, started, it first started in 1792 in uh, in, uh, in the, the eastern part of the island, what is known as the Dominican Republic. Right, and then they came to Puerto Rico. Many of them came to Puerto Rico and fomented revolution there. Exactly. Well, from between 1792 and about 1803, when finally the Haitian Revolution ends and it's victorious with Toussaint Overture, the great Haitian, Afro-Haitian general, um, and Napoleon is kicked out and the French are defeated. During that time period, many of the French landowners, to escape the bloodshed, migrated to, to eastern Cuba, and uh, they migrated to uh, to Puerto Rico as well. That is, oh my God! With them. Wait, Bobby. That is why on the western side, uh, on the southwestern side of Puerto Rico, Guanica, they have a lot of French-looking people. Lo, lo Havals, we call them. Right. Well, that because father, of the French. That's my father. My father's from from Guanica. You know, so um, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of affinity for, for that part of the island, and. Uh, well, in, 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 it's fascinating because uh, in eastern Cuba, this Afro-Haitian culture uh, manifests itself in something today known as tumba francesa. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the drums, which are barrel-shaped drums, which are made from rum barrels, originally they were made from rum barrels, they look exactly the same as the bomba, as the bomba drums yes. that we use, the, the barriles, the barrels that we use in Puerto Rico. So we have connections all over the place uh, unfortunately most of our young people don't know know about these things and most of our uh, uh, adults well that's why that's why we're trying to that's why we're trying to get people to pledge uh their sixty dollars for this three album set narrated by bobby sanabia who's a scholar a teacher in manhattan school of music a drummer uh, and an artist. I mean, he truly, truly has been trying to transmit this knowledge to youth. I have heard his band. You know, his band uh, is three-quarters white, and they swing. They appreciate this culture. So we're able to get it out because we're disseminating the culture. Call us here at 209-2950. 212-209-2950. Pledge $60. I want to hear those phones, folks. Come on, let's hear those phones ringing. Um, and we're going to give you blackness in recorded form. That's the name of the game. By the way, if you want to uh, donate online, uh, you can call, you can uh, write www.give2wbai, www.give2wbai.org. And we will send you, for your pledge of $60, not a lot of money now. You know, you can spend that in two in an hour, actually. Uh, send that over to us so that we can continue doing the work that we love. I love doing this work. If I could do this every day, putting on this music, uh, talking about politics, I would do it. I love it. I used to do this with Latin Roots. I love it. So let us continue to learn a little bit. We're going to put Bobby Sanabria back on and record it. But remember, this is your culture. And by the way, it shouldn't matter to you whether you are African-American, Afro-Cuban, Afro-Puerto Rican, Afro-Dominican, white, no matter. This is history. And learning history is what's important because it gives you a sense of what really went down. 
in 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 the Caribbean, people, I, as I was saying before, Bobby was mentioning the French who came from Haiti, the French landowners who came over to uh, Santo Domingo and other places. When you go to Puerto Rico, I bought a house in Guanica, and I noticed that all the people had this right, you know, red skin. You know, we call them red down south. You know, red bones. Yeah, red bones. Well, I I noticed a lot of them. To see a beautiful with freckles now. And strawberry blonde hair. Is that right? Yeah, they have freckles. And strawberry blonde hair, and you see them, and they have African bodies. And you say, wait a minute, this is incredible. Light skin, freckles, kind of bluish gray eyes, uh, strawberry blonde hair, and bodies like Africans. You say, and the women are beautiful, the men are friendly. You say, wait a minute, where does this come from? You now? sure you in Louisiana? It could be. <laughs> it's the same mixture. <laughs> so we call them halals in Puerto Rico. Uh, it would be something like somebody would be called a high yellow. High yellow. All right, everybody, take it easy right now. <laughs> you guys we, say that on the air? Yeah, we can say high. Uh, come on, ain't no big thing. We've been in New York too long for that. High yellow. Uh, <laughs> listen, folk, uh, do us a favor. Start pledging now. 212-209-2950. Or you can pledge uh, $60 for this album. People, the teachers, you teachers who are going to school, need to have this and, show, and, and give this to your students. Put it on for your students. 212-209-2950. Pledge $60. www.give2wbai.org. And this is really a history lesson, folks. That's what this is all about. The history of music as it came from Africa and spread throughout the diaspora. A three-CD set for $60. And I'm going to shout Joyce Jones out and say thank you to her for putting this together. Along She's with Bob. wonderful. She put this together. She did a bunch of work to do this. And she and I fought to get this to $60. Now, I don't normally let nobody do three discs for $60. Really? We went back and forth. No, no, no. This is really uh, a it's special. A bargain. For, it's uh, a bargain. Yeah. This is a pledge that you won't normally get. I go back and forth with the staff as we're deciding prices. This one is not one that, uh, you know, that came easily. So take advantage of it Please. is my point here. 212-209-2950. See, sometimes you can't give colored people a break. Yeah, you better take it easy up in here. You know what I'm saying? Because if you give it for six days, I would have charged $100. I bet you we got more people. 212-209-2950. And also we have Bobby Sanabria, who's um, difficult. He called me at 2 o'clock this morning. Uh, I was, you know, I was reaching for the pen to write some things down, Tony, knocking things down. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find a pen. Two o'clock in the morning, the boy calls me and says, I'm going to do it. Damn. 212-209-2950. We got the first call. Come on, let's get some more. 209-2950. 209-2950. Get this album, The Journey. It'll give you a sense of where this music comes from. Uh, who are you? Why do you, why, what is it about salsa that turns you on? We're going to give it's you the dope. origins of say It is dope. It, we're going to give you the origins of it right now with esteemed musician and scholar Bobby Sanabria. If you don't have his Grammy nominated albums, Bobby, which are the albums that were Grammy nominated? Well, there's, uh, <laughs> there's five of them. The most recent is the Tito Puente Masterworks uh, Live, which is with the orchestra I teach at the Manhattan School of Music. Then the previous one, which is Kenya. Revisited live a tribute to Machito and, uh, and Mario Balzar, the fathers of Afro-Cuban jazz. That's with the Manhattan School of Music. Also then uh, Big Band Urban Folk Tales, which is my own big band. Uh, what label can they get them on, Bobby? These are, you can get these on the Jazz Heads record label, and you can go to jazzheads.com. What's great about the last two albums, the Kenya Revisited Live and the Tito Puente Masterworks Live, is you purchase them, most of the money goes to the Manhattan School of Music for the scholarship fund for the musicians that are studying in the jazz department there. So All you right. support jazz education. Jazz, America's greatest art form, and one of my favorite four-letter words. <laughs> Bobby Sanabia, ladies and gentlemen, on WBAI, 212-209-2950. For a pledge of $60, you get a three-CD set 
that describes the origins, the African origins of Latin music. Now, there are a lot of African Americans out there who have always told me, Felipe, could you give me something in a concise form, something I can actually trace from Nigeria to through the Caribbean to New York? This is it. It's called The Journey. For $60, I would have charged more now, but the boss wants to go down to 60 because we have an economic crisis on. For $60, you pledge $60, we'll send you this three-CD album. You will not find it. This is not available commercially. Call us here at 209-2950, or pledge www. Let's hear some more phone calls. I don't hear them. I don't hear them. I need them. This is how we support this station. And I hate to drone and drone on, but we need to push our folk to save themselves so that we don't end up with cultural amnesia walking around saying, you Spanish, whatever that means www.give2wbai.org. We're going to continue. Let's get a few more phone calls, and we'll go right back to the music. 212-209-2950. Bobby, um, Mario Bausa was one. There are three drummers. Uh, we're talking about a bata drums, in fact. Let's go back to that. The hourglass-shaped drums that you put on your lap or, or, or have strings attached to your neck and then hold them, and you play with two hands. There used to be, at least Mongo told me this, you had to be baptized to play the bata. And right. he, say, he said he was baptized, Francisco Aguabella was baptized, and there was another who, Mongo was baptized. Mongo, Francisco Aguabella, who was the other one who was baptized? Julito Goyazo. He said, but those were the only ones that he knew that were baptized in Cuba. But what happened in the modernization of that? Um, because there was a huge fight when the Bata was introduced to Salsa. The Santeros wanted to hurt people. Well, it's interesting in, in terms of the in terms of the island of Cuba, the person responsible for getting the Bata drums to be performed in a public forum is really the, the Cuban ethnomusicologist, Dr. Fernando Ortiz, who he himself has an interesting background. He started as a criminologist, and when he, he and he was very racist in his early writings about black culture in Cuba. Uh, he was a, for lack of a better term, he was a white Cuban, a light-skinned Cuban, and, and he was doing a thesis on the Congolese people in Havana and uh, in terms of uh, an analysis of crime. And when he started studying their culture, he said, wow, these people have an incredibly rich, diverse, and complex religious belief system, drumming system, music system. Uh, every, everything about them is complex, the language, everything. And through his discoveries, it, he became a cha the foremost champion for black culture on the island of Cuba. So here's a man who starts off as a racist, and finally, and they say, you know, racism obviously is a product of ignorance. He was ignorant, he educated himself, and he became the foremost champion uh, of black culture on the also island. Also, writing over a hundred books. Yes, Fernando Ortiz is the foremost authority in Afro-Cuban music, the uh, not only instruments, but the uh, chants and everything else. If you want to know about Afro-Cuban music, you just look up Fernando Ortiz and he'll give you everything. You know something, Bobby? It also is interesting how the spirits work. Uh, what was intended for bad ends up being good. We have that saying, no hay mal que por bien no venga. Right, exactly. Well, he, he was the first one to bring that culture out in the forefront in terms of the, all the cultures, Yoruba. He passed uh, on, right? Yes, many years ago. But he his works live on today. There isn't a person... It doesn't study anthropology on the the studies anthropology on the college level, uh, any type of uh, cultural uh, paradigms, uh, 
ethnomusicology, et cetera, history and on the college level, both undergrad and graduate that doesn't know who Fernando, Dr. Fernando Ortiz. And we hope that people know who Bobby Sanabria is. Oh, thank Who's you, here? No, Papa, it. you've been doing this for a long time. 212-209-2950. Bobby's also one of the foremost movers on the, uh, on the Naris, uh, campaign, getting the, the Grammy Awards to admit that they were wrong in denying and invalidating several ethnic categories of music. Uh, and many of them were Latin. So we'll talk, right. we'll talk about that in just a little while. Right now, I'd like to go back. Come on, folks, call us some more. 209-2950, Uh, the online donation site is www.give. To number two, WBAI.org. We're discussing here on WBAI in New York um, the African origins of Latin music. And I ask every black studies professor, every Puerto Rican studies professor, every Latin American professor, please pledge $60. Get this three album set, this three uh, CD set, because it, lit it literally simplifies the transmission of African rhythms to the Americas. It makes it easy. And a lot of people don't want to deal with this. And we have this problem not only among Latinos. We have this problem on African Americans. An African driver told me the other day when he took some African American kids from one part of the city to another, they, they told him, we're not African. We're not African. He said, but where do you think your color comes? I don't care. I'm not African. That's how bad it is, folks. And to the extent that you don't know who you are, to that extent, you don't know where you are, you don't know where you've been, but you definitely don't know where you're going. And it's important for us to understand it. Um, immerse yourself in this that we call blackness, because it is a bulwark against harder times. Bobby Sanabia, on the journey, we move to another form called rumba. This is a song for the fraternal order of males in Ificulture in Cuba known as Abacua. It's a secret fraternity and also simultaneously a religion.
representing the traditions from Western Central Africa as they were reborn on the island of Cuba. As the great Cuban ethnomusicologist Dr. Fernando Ortiz once said, when two cultures collide, a new one is created. And this was very much the case on all of the islands, but particularly on the island of Cuba. By the end of the 16th century, the beginning of the 17th century, the black population of Cuba outnumbered the Spanish population. Unfortunately for the Amerindian populations, the Caribs, the Tainos, and the Arawaks, most of them had died out, not only there, but on all the other islands as well, due to the fact that the Spanish brought diseases from Europe that basically the Amerindians had no immunity to it. And also the fact that the Spanish were so brutal in their quest for gold, making them work up to 20-hour days, 22-hour days, as were documented by Bartolomé de las Casas in his diaries. But in the eastern part of the island of Cuba, the development of a music that represented this fusion of African and southern Spanish culture. Today we call it salsa, but really its real name is song. From the Latin word sonus, which means sound or song, el song cubano, the folk song tradition of Cuban music born in eastern Cuba that f is the foundation for much of what we do in popular Cuban dance music today. Let's listen to an example of song. This is called Yo Canto en el Llano. Bueno, Yo Canto en Llano, Allí mismo me envolví, ella me decía así, quiéreme aquí cielo santo, quiero apagar con tu canto este ardiente frenesí. The sense of melody and harmony was transferred. We're listening to Bobby Sanabria on WBAI in New York, uh, 99.5 on your FM dial. It is WBAI. It is the place we're asking you to pledge uh, $60 so that you can get this three-CD set produced by Joyce 
Jones, a phenomenal, a phen- thank Joyce. I don't know if we've ever met. Uh, you know, we our ships passing through the night here at WBAI shouldn't be that way, but I like family stations more. But um, and I think we're getting there here. A new progressive feel here. Uh, the new progressive feel, new and improved. Um, but this is a wonderful, wonderful. Uh, this really should be, you know, we should be pledging $100 for this. But we're asking that you give $60. Pledge $60, and we'll send this three-CD set to you. But we want to hear some more phones, folks. Come on now. This is a musical heritage series. Pledge $60, and we will send this to you. Uh, something narrated by Bobby Sanabia. The albums and the music you're listening to come out of his personal library, which if he ever invites me to his home, I'm going to seriously try to pil- to, to, to take to pilfer because it is that good. Um, 212-209-2950. And the online donation site is www.give2wbai.org. Bobby Sanabria is on the air with us. Um, Bobby, of course, is a scholar. He is also a, a musician, a percussionist, uh, and a teacher over at Manhattan School of Music. I don't have to tell you the requirements that you need to get in there. The man plays like he is a buzz. So if you ever see Bobby play... I mean, he's all over those drums. I mean, I don't, I, I just don't understand. Sometimes I can't see his hands. We used to do poetry together over at, uh, on 106th Street. At, what was that place called again? Oriqua Lounge. The, the FB Lounge. FB Lounge. And I couldn't believe it. He also, La Bruja, my sister, also performs with him. So it's, it's just wonderful. He's wonderfully sensitive, has some great guys playing with him. Who's the trombone player who's the Columbia guy? Oh, that's Dr. Chris Washburn. He's Chris Washburn, my uh, baby. I love him, man. Great, uh, he's also a great ethnomusicologist and heads the jazz program at Columbia University. And then you have my baby, who plays drums with you a lot, Onilaje. Uh, Obanilu. Obanilu. I love him. Uh, I was with him and his mom the other day uh, over at a tribute for Sonia Sai. Forgive me, Obanilu. Uh, don't get mad at me. I forget, I forget the name sometimes, but that's my baby. So you ha- he has a, a potpourri of great musicians there, and I love the, he, who's that, who's that, yeah, I call him the young, um, uh, Red Garland, the, no, no, the young, uh, who's the guy who died on the Pennsylvania Turnpike? Um, Clifford Brown. Clifford, Clifford Brown. I love that, who's that young brother from Philly? Well, actually, it's, uh, he's from Miami, Florida. His name is Sharif Clayton. He is phenomenal. An American gentleman who went to the Manhattan School of Music. I discovered him, him playing in the Afro-Cuban Jazz Orchestra that I conduct there. And he's uh, tremendous because he's one of the few uh, younger trumpet players that really has mastered the art of playing the plunger mute. Yes, he does a great job on that. And uh, many young people uh, that play trumpet today really don't uh, have... Uh, the capacity to do that because the teachers aren't calling them on it to practice those techniques that were developed by people like Snooky Young and, and many others mm-hmm. and the tradition of the trumpet, Bubba Miley. And, and, and What's his name again, the young brother? Sharif Clayton. Sharif. Ladies, remember that name. I'm telling you. Sharif he- Clayton. He's a tremendous trumpet player. If you really want to hear him at his best, uh, get the, one of my albums the, uh, entitled Big Band Urban Folktales. We do a version of Since I Fell For You, which features the great uh, African-American songstress, uh, um, Sharonae Wade, and uh, they do some trading 
between the trumpet and her scat singing vocals, and he, Sharif is playing the plunger music. Oh, Fantastic. Fabulous. Fantastic. Let's get some more phone calls here. 212-209-2950. Let's get these phone calls going. 212-209-2950. You can also donate $60 uh, online by uh, typing in www.give to letter 2, the number 2, forgive me, wbi.org. Bobby has already gone through how Spain, Ferdinand and Isabella, did their KKK number and went through Spain and through the blacks out. Um, and remember that when they did that, the Catholic Church, in essence, reconquered the Iberian Peninsula and removed the memory, many of the memory, of Islam. Much of what we know today in Latin music uh, is Islamic, too. There's a tremendous Islamic influence on in our music. When you hear Salam Alaikum, Malakum Salah, in the music itself, Peter Conde has a few songs, Bobby, where that is Shalem Alaikum. Um, on La Perfecta Combinación, you hear that same Arabic greeting. So that we are Arabic, we're Muslims as well. Uh, remember that Spain had the perfect union of Christian, Jew, and uh, uh, Muslim all together. And it was, an, it was an uneasy alliance, but it worked for 750 years, folks. 750 years, there was peace in Spain. There were individual, uh, you know, skirmishes, but basically... It was Muslim held, and they said, as long as you pay your taxes and obey the law, we're cool with it. You can be Jewish. I went to Toledo, and I started crying, Bobby. I couldn't believe it. I saw Hebra I saw shuls with uh, Arabic inscriptions. I saw masjids, Muslim mosques with Hebrew, Hebraic inscriptions. I was in heaven, and I started crying, and a Jewish couple came up to me, and they said, son, are you okay? And I said, yes, ma'am, I am. She said, why are you crying? I said, because I'm in heaven right now. This is what I've always wanted to feel. Uh, the feeling that we are in this, we're worshiping the same creator. We come out of the same origins of Abraham. And I just couldn't stop crying. When you see it for yourself, when you go to Granada and see it, it's an amazing experience, Bobby Sanabria. Well, what's great is that you hear it. <laughs> That's right. In the music, you hear it. That you hear the, uh, uh, we, we have many things from the Arabic, Hebraic, uh, of vocal tradition in our music, especially in the rumba from Cuba, in the song, um, it, it, you know, the, the miasma, the melisma, and the voice, uh, especially in the rumba tradition, you have this vocal wordless scat singing that's known as Diana. Mm -hmm. and you hear in the rumba, you hear the clave going, uh, and you hear the singer, Diana, 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 Diana. Yeah. You know, which is part and parcel of, of, of what we are as a people. We're very, we're, as you know, we're extremely multicultural. Yes. And because Spain was multicultural, it was. Africa was multicultural, it is multicultural. And many, many Jews, uh, Spanish Jews who were called Ladinos, um, learned Spanish, but converted to Catholicism. They said, okay, if you're going to kill me, I'd rather become Catholic. My life is more important. Many other Jews left. Um, some were courted. The, the, the Spanish Inquisition was brutal. Let's face it, it was brutal. And there were many, many people, many blacks and many Jews who were killed and courted by horses. I was in the courtyard where they actually performed those bestial rituals. Um, but uh, Spain... Uh, uh, unfortunately, never recovered from that uh, expulsion. Yeah, well, it, it eventually led to their demise as an empire because all of the intellectual community had left. That's and, right. And, uh, um, you know, and also the uh, in terms of the, the economy, 
in terms of you know all the all they blew the, it. They blew it totally. Yeah, they all blew the great it. minds had left, so sure that that took its toll on. on sure it on, did, on, and on they the haven't really recovered, Bobby. Uh, I love uh, Garcia Lorca. I love Picasso, Gaudi, but they haven't really joined the family of nations in terms of uh, historic, cultural, uh, intellectual achievement. It's un it's unfortunate, but once you do that to a country, America, take note. Once you get rid. Of the so-called immigrants, you are never the same again. So who knows if the cure of cancer is not some Mexican kid uh, from Puebla. You don't know. Why are you talking so much about getting rid of immigrants uh, and keeping yourself status quo as mediocre and boring as your behind is? Let's, be, let's begin to talk about immigration with a new voice. We're discussing um, the origins of music, the origins of Latin music, of Afro-Caribbean music with Bobby Sanabria. Um, this, uh, we ask you to pledge $60, We're going to go into the rumba part now. Uh, I want you to listen to some stuff. Um, do you have, you have some things to say? Uh, Tony, yeah, we want to thank some people who called in and pledged their support already this morning. We want to remind you too, that you should be calling now. The phone lines are completely open. If you try to call a moment ago and couldn't get through the pledge is just $60 this morning. It's a three disc set. And let me tell you, folks, there's nothing that we put on three discs that doesn't leave this building for $100 at least. So this morning, take the opportunity and take that price. This is a beautiful piece of history. It's about the spirit of the African people in the diaspora as they held on to their music and their culture and integrated it with the cultures that they encountered after the slave trade or when they arrived in this part of the world. The beauty of how that music is still we're still playing it. We're still listening to it. This is about the power of people. This is about the power of spirit, and it's about the history and this of is, and, the and, diaspora. And, and um, Tony, this is not relegated uh, to just black people. Bobby alluded to it just a few minutes ago when he said Hebraic, he, no, Hebraic, oh. <laughs> Hebraic, Hebraic Arabic. Do you know that there are many, many um, uh, Jewish Americans, uh, many Latinos, who are Jewish and don't know it? For example, the Guzmans are Jewish. If you're Perez, you're probably Jewish. Uh, Shimon Perez, for example. Uh, are there any other names, Bobby, that you can think of that are Jewish? Uh, well, um, I know Perez, Guzman. I, I, I was at George Washington University in, 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 uh, in a, uh, for an affair with uh, Sonia Sotomayor, and uh, a professor comes up to me and starts telling me, Mr. Sanabria, you're Jewish. <laughs> I go, oh, really? And I go, uh, she starts giving me this uh, whole historical background about my name. Sanabria. Uh, so, uh, who, quite possibly. Uh, who knows? I mean, but then there's, uh, there's an old joke that everybody, you know. You if know, you're in New York, you're a Jew. It, it, we say it, that it, often. There's a joke, you know, everybody's Jewish, they just don't know it. They just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, it's 212 Two nine five zero two one two, and of course the online donation site. Come on, let's. I want to hear some more phone calls before we play this music. We need five more people. To five more phone, phone calls, and we'll pay. play the music. We'll accept your American Express, your Mastercard, your Visa, but for a sixty dollars pledge, folks, well worth it to support WBAI, a piece of history put together with Bobby Sanabria, a teacher, a musician, an icon here in New York. Two one two two zero nine two nine five zero. Be the next of those. We've got two of those callers already. Thank you so much. We need we some want more. Five of you to call, and it's just a sixty dollars pledge. 
just a three disc set, three hours of history and music, looking at the diaspora and the music that we are still loving playing. And you and can give this to your children. This is a great Christmas present. This is a great Easter present. This is a great Hanukkah present. This is a great present. Passover. Everything. This is a wonderful present. Thank you, uh, Jimmy Williams from Junior High, uh, Mr. Williams, for giving us a $60 pledge. No, and it's not just from Junior High. It's the cat you went to school with in Junior J- High. Jimmy Williams. I'm oh, looking at it right here. Oh, so yes. This is Jimmy Williams from my Junior High. Uh, thank you, Kenneth Kendrick. Thank you very much. Thank you, Stella Mara. Mara. Thank you, Stella Mara. I thought it was Stella Mara, so I do know my baby. <laughs> and thank you, Carol Moore. Thank you very much. We also want to thank Alan Williams, who called in from New York. We want to thank Raul Fernandez Jr., who called in from New York. And we also want to thank Noro Healy, who called in from Michigan. Oh, no, I'm sorry, from Elizabeth, New Jersey. That's apartment number that I was looking at. Um, from Elizabeth, thank you very much for supporting WBAI. Melvin Lusane, who called in and supported Not John Lusane, Melvin Lusane. Lusane, Lusane. Okay, Lusane, okay. Who called in from Newark, New Jersey. Thank you very May much for supporting. And Luis Matos from Queens Village, New York. Thank you so Louis much. Luis Matos, gracias, Luis. Let's get some more $60 pledges in here before we go into the rumba. Uh, 212-209-2950. Uh, and, of course, the online donation site is www.give2wbai.org. www.give2wbai.org. Keep on, keep on ringing. Want to hear one? Two more calls, and we'll go to the rumba. Two more calls. Dos más. Dos llamadas más. Two more calls, and we'll get it going. Do we have it, Tony? One? One more. We need one more call, and we'll go right to the music. 212-209-2950. We're asking that you pledge $60, and you can listen um, to Bobby Sanabia delineate the transition from Africa to the Caribbean, right to New York. All of the music that you hear, what you call salsa, starts in the Congo, starts in Ghana, starts in Angola, starts in Mozambique, starts in, uh, starts in Benin, starts on Ivory Coast, Guinea. People tell me that when they went to Senegal, the ships, because we, we all, we all ended up in Senegal in these forts, fort-like, uh, structures. People tell me when they got there, some people just broke down. They just couldn't take it. Imagine seeing Africa for the last time. And I don't, I don't know if I can handle it. It's, it's an amazing, I go to Puerto Rico and I break down. Imagine, I'm going to the, to the motherland and seeing that. Okay. We've got that next call. Thank you very much. Bobby Sanabria now, as he discusses, this is the tape two. This is, uh, this two. As he discusses the origins of rumba. You've been listening to yours truly, Bobby Sanabria, the journey from Africa to Cuba, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, and obviously to New York City and beyond. This has been produced by Joyce Jones and WBAI. So thank you. As I said before, the rumba is very much uh, music of the people, of the streets, because it was born in the black tenements in Cuba, in the Solares of Havana and Matanzas. And there are many great modern recordings of rumberos and musicians that come from the rumba tradition and become players in great orchestras. We're going to listen to one right now by the great Carlos Patato Valdez. His uh, nickname, Patato, doesn't mean potato. It means tiny in the Yoruba language, which it was his nickname when he was growing up. And the vocalist is Totico. You're going to listen to them doing a classic rumba that talks about the neighborhood. So when you listen to this, imagine yourself in South Brooklyn or in the South Bronx in the 60s and 70s when rumba, when this drumming was present in all of the Hispanic neighborhoods and especially also in Spanish Harlem in Manhattan. This is called Nuestro Barrio. Jesús María Belén y los sitios de 
Lo mismo es bobo que vivo Se defiende a su manera Yo no digo que supera a Ningún barrio vecino Pues siendo capitalino bongo. Que es igual que otro cualquiera Tenemos el parque Finlay Y es de la quinta estación La escuela de ti oficio Donde te dan inclusión Que ahora voy a hacer mención calle de mi barrio, que malo y campanario, hasta sitio y escobar, que por de hasta puede bajar. Y encontraste Peña Pel, seguro que está por ver, más rique que la traviesa, más abajo está condesa. Y concesión de la valla, y si la mente te falla, por rayo puede coger, y si quiere conocer. Una casada famosa, Belacua y que es hermosa, por su bonito detalle, más abajo está la calle de Reina que es tan gloriosa. Oh, barrio alegre. Jesús María Belén y los sitios de Oye, los chicas de most important man in the history of Afro-Cuban music is none other than Arsenio Rodriguez, whose real name was Ignacio Arsenio Travieso Sco. He was of Bantu Congolese descent from the neighborhood of Guira de Macorijes in Matanzas, Cuba, the city across the bay from Havana. Born August 31st, 1911, died December 31st, 1970. Without Arsenio, well, What we call salsa today probably would sound completely, completely different. In Cuba, the groups that played song in the eastern part of the island, well, they were divided into several camps. You had what we call bungas, B-U-N-G-A. These were small groups, no more than three people, a maraca player, a guitar player, and uh, maybe somebody blowing into an empty ceramic vessel for oil with holes cut into it. So you have like a bass from blowing into that jug. You could probably make the analogy that it was like the Cuban version of a jug band from the Appalachians here in the United States. But they would play song in a very rustic way. Maybe the person not playing maracas probably would play claves to tap out the cadence of the rhythm. But then this advanced to what became known as sextetos, which featured a bongo player, a guitar player, the mandolin instrument of Cuba, the tres, which is a small guitar-like instrument that has three sets of double strings. And Arsenio was a master of this instrument. As I said before, it could be considered the mandolin instrument of Cuba. You would have, besides the guitar and the tres, the primera voz, the sonero. He or she would play the claves, setting up the timeline, tapping out. And depending on where the rhythm, the cadence of the song falls with the clave, they would have to come in on that side of the clave. 
Ahora vengo yo. Ahora vengo yo. Oh, it might fall on the other side of the clave. Saca tu mujer bandolero, sácala a bailar. Saca tu mujer bandolero, sácala a bailar. In any case, coming in on the wrong side of the clave would go against the grain of the clave and cause serious damage to the rhythmic momentum of the music. It's what we call cruzado or crossed, which is kind of like sacrilegious for us in the music because knowing clave means uh, that you're ensured that the music will have forward motion. And Arsenio was a definite master of this. Besides the guitar, the tres, the bongo, you would have a bass player and a segunda voz. And uh, that segunda voz would do the background vocals and be responsible for playing either the guiro or the maracas. Then a trumpet player was added later on with a straight mute so that that trumpet player would play ad libitum according to what was happening in the music. There was no music written or anything like that. I must say also that before the bass was added, the string bass, after the ceramic vessel, the jug, fell out of favor as groups became more modern. What followed next was the marimbula, which was an actual box with metal tongs on it that you would tap out. This would be a giant version of the instrument that Maurice White would pluck in that group Earth, Wind & Fire, which is the kalimba. So this, the marimbula is also an African-based instrument. But then finally the string bass was utilized, and you get the modern sexteto and septeto, sextet and septet. And then with Arsenio Rodriguez, what he did was revolutionize everything because first thing he does is he gets rid of the guitar player. He adds a piano player. So now you have a louder instrument that's capable of more chordal variations. He was not going to fire himself, so he continues to play the tres. He adds, instead of one trumpet, two trumpets. One trumpet during the Montuno section, the vamp section of the song, would play a riff while the other trumpet player would solo. Then he had Ruben Cansado on the second trumpet and Felix Chaputin on the first trumpet. So he had two great players of song in that context, and then he starts having written arrangements so the music becomes more formalized, more codified, and finally he has three trumpets and four trumpets. But one of the most important things, and probably the most important thing, in my opinion, that Arsenio adds, is that he adds the conga drum to his band. So now you have a low tonal center of gravity. The bass player and the conga provide an incredible deep, low tonal sound to the band that cements everything and frees everybody up. At the same time, it's a symbol of Africa on the bandstand because the conga drum was relegated to religious ceremonies, the comparsas, the carnival music during the holidays, Christmas, etc., and the New Year, and the rumba tradition. So now you got this instrument that represents blackness on a deep level on the island of Cuba on the bandstand. It was a very innovative thing that Arsenio did. So Arsenio is responsible for modernizing the song and creating what we call song montuno, which is a hard-driving style of song where the bongo player utilizes a big, heavy bell known as sincero or campana that most of you have heard in salsa bands when you hear in the montuno section of the song, locking up with the clave, etc., and driving the music. That's an innovation that Arsenio really, really popularized. And then on top of that, you have the conga drum. Underneath that. So it provides this fat, fat underpinning that's uh, driving the music that obviously has its roots in Western Central Africa. 
So let's listen to three tunes by our Senor Rodriguez and listen to on the first two tunes Antolin Suarez, who is the featured bongo player on these recordings. And most of the vocabulary that we use today on the bongo and salsa orchestras was developed by this man. Not that he was the only one doing that, it's just that he had the good fortune of playing with the hippest band at the time and was recorded on wax, the great Arsenio Rodriguez. So let's listen to El Pirulero, Noel Memas, and Sandunguera. And then finally, we'll listen to something that features the conga drum and the bongo in conjunto. All right, we're listening to Bobby Sanabria describe to you uh, a breakdown of Latin music, of Cuban music, the son. Uh, he's giving you a sense of who the pioneer of this music, the foundation, the rubric of this music, starts with a man who was kicked by a mule when he was a kid uh, and was blinded, um, and became, but became the master and the foundation of modern Cuban music, the son, Son Montuno, Arsenio Rodriguez. It is said that he could hear a false note from 100 yards away <laughs> and would literally stop the band. You know, uh, he, was, he wasn't arrogant. He was just good at what he did. And when you listen to him, El, El, El Relo de Pastora and all of these other great tunes that we today think are modern tunes, they were done by Arsenio. Most of the uh, of modern music, of what we consider modern salsa music, actually has its origins uh, in black Cuba. Uh, Bobby Sanabri is on with us on the air. Um, we're going to play an Ismael Rivera tune uh, because Bomba comes directly out of the Congo, too. And we're going to play that tune in just a minute. Let's hear, let's hear some more phone calls. Let's get some more phone calls. We need at least 10 people to call. 10 people? And before right. we get to some music. I know we can do it. 212-209-2950. 212-209-2950. And, of course, you can donate your $60 pledge uh, at www.give2wbai.org. Folks, it is important that we get these phone calls because this is how we survive. I know you think that your phone call is not significant. It is. It is. This, you know, giving in and of itself is a blessing. I'm learning that. I had a, a girlfriend who used to tell me, Felipe, you are a little tight with your money. You don't like to give. Do you know she was right? I have learned that when you give, you do get back. Now, I'm not saying that just to be joking. I'm not saying that just so that you can give, though we do want you to give. The act of giving opens up a universal chakra. It does. The moment you give, it comes back. It is universal. I don't know why people don't understand this. Give. Give to WBAI. Orale, we. Give to WBAI. Let us help you learn some new things. And Bobby Sanabria, Joyce Jones, God bless you wherever you are, child. Because you put together a fantastic three-CD set with one of the uh, ethno the, the lay ethnomusicologist, Bobby Sanabria. We have others, too, um, who are very good. I learned at the feet of Rennie Lopez. I learned at the feet of Max Salazar. I learned at the feet of Chico Farrell, uh, Mongo Santa Maria, Machito. These are the folks I learned from. Um, but uh, That's he, very beautiful, Felipe, but we asked for 10 calls, and we got one. We got one. I don't know what's up, but folks should be dialing 212-209-2950. Listen, folks, it's a three-CD set. A three-CD set that Joyce Jones put together along with Bobby Sanabria. Beautiful history of the African diaspora where, as relates to music, how it came into the islands in this country where it spreads from that point forward. We're talking about history, and I, I really see it as the survival of a spirit 
people bringing Amen. that soul. The reason they call us soulful people is because we held on to that. We brought that with us. We did not let go of that part of our culture. We held on to it. And, and we all not just didn't let go of it. It became the meme That's for right. what is music in this culture. 212-209-2950. We got the first three of those. We need seven more of you. The pledge seven this more morning calls. is only $60. You know that you can do that, folks. A $60 pledge for three CD, three hours of history and music together. We need five more of you. Listen, we have to raise $3,000 more before the top of this hour. And at $60 a pop, it's going to take a lot of 60s to get to $3,000. But we know you can do it, folks. We know we can do this together. 212-209-2950. We're at seven of those calls now. Make it happen. We're going to play some, uh, what did you say we're going to I'm going to play you Mar Rivera, yeah, a bomba tune In that I happen to love in just a minute. But I want to hear first. Three more calls. Three more calls. 212 2950, and I'll play some Ismael Rivera and Cortijo. You know, those of you who know anything about Puerto Rican music know that Ismael Rivera is the one we call El Sonero Mayor. He is the major singer in Puerto Rican history. There are several others, there's no doubt about it. But in terms of modern history from 1955 on, it's Ismael Rivera. Uh, and Cortijo, um, who is probably the Count Basie. Uh, or the Duke of, no, let's call him the Count Basie of Puerto Rican music. Because out of that band, out of Cortijo's band, came El Gran Combo, came Roberto Roena, came Sammy Ayala. So many great bands came out of that group. And, of course, the great singer, Ismael Rivera. So we're going to play this for you in just a little while. But we, we need one get, more call. One we, more call. We, we, got, we asked for three more. We got two of them coming in right now. We need one, one more, more of you. It's just a $60 pledge, and you're getting a real gift. When we call it a gift, this is truly a gift. Bobby has put love into this. Really? And we're looking at the roots of music coming from Africa and spreading throughout the diaspora and becoming the culture of this part of the world as it was in that part of the world. Two one two two zero nine two nine five. We need one call. We need to hear some bomba. There's that call coming in. All right. The call came in. We're going to play Ismael Rivera. This is Bomba, straight out of the Congo.
WBAI New York 99.5 on your FM dial. We're asking you to pledge $60, and we'll send you this three-CD set with Bobby Sanabria, narrated by him, in which he describes the migration, uh, the odyssey, the journey, actually, and that's what the CDs are called, the journey of Africa to the Americas. Folks, many folks of black African origin arrived in the Americas. Bobby explains this in the Spanish, um, with the Spanish and Portuguese in the 15th and 16th centuries. They, there was a navigator, a guy named Nino, uh, actually, uh, who Pedro Alonso Nino. Uh, he was the first of many New World explorers of black African descent. He was a navigator with Columbus in the 1492 expedition, which Bobby explains in the first CD. Uh, then there were guys like uh, Estavenico. Uh, Estebanico, who was uh, a map maker. There were guys like Juan Valiente, who was one of the conquistadores, who was black. Uh, they were mainly from Western Central Africa, and uh, the tribes, the major groups are the Yoruba, the Igbo, the Wasa, the Ewe, the Akang, and the Bantu, which Bobby explains brilliantly in the first CD. Um, we are basically, those of us who are Puerto Rican, basically on the Bantu side, we are Congolese. Not that we don't have other, uh, African tribes in us, uh, like Gambia, uh, like Guinea, but we basically are from the Congo. Um, the the countries with significant black or Zambo populations uh, uh, include Brazil, 86 million, according to how census is replied nationwide, considering when you include the brown Brazilian populations being black. You know, many Brazilians will call themselves Indio. They will not call themselves or Moreno. They won't call themselves black. Same thing with Dominicans. Um, if, you look, if you look at black as... As we define the terminology, Colombia has 10 million. Haiti has 9 million. The Dominican Republic is up to about 8 million. Cuba, up to 4 million. And Puerto Rico, 20 to 46 percent of black. Um, and that's just from the genetic research that we've been able to get into. So uh, these offspring develop cultures like Garifuna in Nicaragua, Honduras, Guatemala, Belize, Gafuso in Brazil, Zambo in the Andes in Central America. Marabu is a term of Haitian origin. Uh, and that uh, basically um, describes those Haitians of multiracial ethnicity. So we've got a lot of that stuff going on. Let's continue with Bobby Sanabria. We're going to go into Rumba right now. Uh, let's have some phone calls. I don't hear them. 212-209-2950. ¿Qué pasó con la llamada? 212-209-2950. Um, I don't want us to get so caught up in the racial. You're right, Tony. Get so much in the racial thing that we don't we forget the music. Because all the music is black. True, true that. True that. Um, you I know, must say, um, go ahead, Papi. Uh, nothing is born in a vacuum. You heard me talking a little bit about uh, on one of the, uh, on the recording there about uh, Arsenio Rodriguez, and nothing is born in a vacuum. I learned about the majesty of Arsenio Rodriguez by the gentleman who was hosting this show, Felipe Luciano. When I was a young man listening to WRVR, he had a program on Sunday afternoons called Latin Roots, where he would interview people like the great. Uh, lay ethnomusicologist Rene Lopez and, and all of the great musicians uh, getting personal insight into how they thought, how they worked, how they composed, arranged, how they played, etc. And you, you just played something by one of my heroes, Joe Cuba, and the great Jimmy Sabatera. Yes, he Palace passed away. Man. Feliciano on the vocals. God bless him. You know, El Hijo de Teresa, Jimmy was a child, though. He was an SOB, a son of El Barrio. <laughs> um, he was important to us, uh, and that's why I played that tune. I worked with Jimmy many times. Uh, many people forget how great a percussionist he was. Um, and Jimmy was a fa fabulous singer. He eventually became the lead singer 
of the band and you um you'll probably those of you who are old enough remember a song from the uh, early 60s called to be with da, you da, 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 da. cuba six ten recorded and jimmy was the vocalist um, that it was written by Willie Torres, who was then the lead singer of the band. Willie quits the band, and he tells Joe, yeah, let Jimmy sing it. It's all right. You know? And it was a hit. And that was the biggest mistake he says he ever made in his career. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the first true crossover hits. It was yes, played it on was. black radio, pop AM radio, on jazz radio, because the lyrics were in English. It was That's a beautiful right. love song or ballad or what we would call a bolero in Latin music. Do you hear the knowledge this brother has right I'm here? Telling, listen, I'm, I'm saying, I know him real well. It's called. It's all captured on this three disc set. Two one two two zero nine two nine. Let's get some more phone calls. Two one two two zero nine two nine five zero. Let's get some more phone calls so we can play these uh, the more of these songs. I'm going to play a few more songs that Bobby has delineated already. He's explained them. We're going to play three more three of these songs. Um, but we want to hear some more phone calls. I don't know if we're going to get to three of them, Felipe. We don't have but 20 minutes left. And as I said before, we have got to raise another $3,000 before the top of this hour. Let's make those phone rings at $60 a pop. That means y'all got to keep going for the next 20 minutes. These phones should not stop ringing. 212-209-2950. The CD set is called The Journey with Bobby Sanabria. History, African music from Africa through the diaspora, how it influences music today, how it's still influencing us. It's history in the Caribbean. It's history in this country. We're going to look at all of that. I don't you, hear the phone. I see them popping Kali, up right there. Yeah, Kali, do me a favor. Call us, Kali, because Kali called me at 4 o'clock in the morning. My brother's crazy. 209-2950. Folks, we have got to get these phones going. There's one. You one. Know, that's we got one. one. Well, that doesn't get it done. We have the pledge of just $60 for a three CD set. Now, mind you, we don't ever or we rarely offer a three CD set for below a $100 pledge. But this is not just a CD set. We're talking about Bobby Sanabria. We're talking about history. We're talking about African history. Make it happen, folks. 212-209-2950. We're going to thank a few more people. And Felipe, it seems like... Er everybody seems to know you. So everybody keeps calling up and saying, I know him. I know, well, you know, you know everybody not, in New York. No, I've, been, I've been here all my life, baby. You know, wow. I've been around a little bit. Kenneth Kendrick, thank you very much out of the Bronx. Thanks a lot, Kenny. Um, Aline, Aline Moila. Aline Moila? Uh, how are you, Aline Moila? Thanks for calling. She's from Mount Vernon. How are you, sweetheart? Francois Monsel. I love that name. Francois. Francois Monsel out of Brooklyn. Thank you, brother, for calling. And then Russell Yates out of Englewood, New Jersey. Um, thank you for calling, Russell. Thank you very, very we much. We also have Don Davis, who called in from the Bronx. Thank you so much for your pledge. We have uh, Larry Mack, who called in from Jamaica. And we have Leonard Martin, who called in from Far Rockaway. And Carol Moore, who called in from Montclair, New Jersey. Step up, step up. 212-209-2950. This is only a $60 pledge. We accept your American Express, your MasterCard, or your Visa. We only have about 15 more minutes with you folks. So we need to make I was this happen way, you know right something? Now. I was way out somewhere. I can't remember where it was. Was it New Jersey or something like that? And a you sister came Jersey? up. Uh, yeah, sometimes. And a sister came up to me and said, "You're from WBAI." I couldn't believe it. People. What did she recognize your voice? She recognized the voice. Oh yeah, I didn't hear that. Happen. And she that's said, "You know, cool. that's you, no, that's cool for me." Yeah, but the next question should have been, uh, "Have you pledged?" Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Bob. That's what I'm gonna start doing. Two one two two zero nine two nine five zero sixty dollar pledge, folks. This morning, a three disc set of history, history, history. Five more calls. It's Black History Month. We need five. There are two of them coming in right now. Five more mm -hmm. calls. Just three more. And we'll be able to play these rumas, uh, one these of them. songs by Bobby's, Bobby Sanabria from his library, which his I hope he invites collection. me to. Yo, it's so he dope from his No, he's, he's tremendous. He's tremendous. And his partner's tremendous, too. She is a, a, a documentarian, too. And did what was the thing she did, Papa? 
Oh, from Mamba to Hip Hop. From Mamba, you got to pick this. This is bad. I have From Mamba to Hip Hop. She played it at Soundstage and knocked everybody out. We this is a power couple. It's 212 209-2950. 209-2950. However, Bobby makes a carry the drums. Do you believe that, man? Ooh, Bobby uh, Sinami, uh, he makes a <laughs> carry somebody. the damn drums. I saw him do it. And I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, slave master. Why are you doing that to that little girl? No, no, no. Wow. <laughs> 212. She, she, offers, she offers to do it. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Sanabria is Bobby the new said, Jim Crow. He, yeah, he offers. <laughs> she, talking, you got to see this bass drum. About, it's bigger than her. We're, 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 we're talking about my, uh, the great Elena Martinez. Great She's fabulous. Anthropologist and folklorist. And uh, my better half, and she, she's a, the chief cultural anthropologist. And, and bottle washer and, 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 and no, drum no. carrier. <laughs> City Law in New York, uh, which is another great organization. Everybody it certainly is. CityLaw.org. That's my sister. Abusador con, contra. I'm anyway, I have like to say that, look, look, all the folks listening, listen, where else are you going to get this kind of thing than, uh, other than at BAI? So Dig that. Just for that, you should be calling up right now. And if you can't afford the $60, you know, whatever you can give to support the station because... Uh, as, as you know, we, we're living in very oppressive, repressive times. Uh, there's a new election coming up, and the voice of free, free speech has always been WBAI. VoteMikeCheck.com. That's right. VoteMikeCheck. 212-209-2950. And, Bobby, this is so dope, this, this piece that you've put together. I'm going to send this to the other Pacifica stations. They're, of course, going to ask more for it than we did, but I'm going <laughs> to send it out to them, and it's going to be heard across the country, really. The L.A. station will certainly use it. The Washington station will likely use it. We're going to send it to all of them and give them the opportunity to let their audiences hear this incredible piece of history that you've put together. And for those but it's available to, to today, w right? Right now, right now. Audience first, right here. It's exclusive to us currently, but it is available for you. 212-209-2950. It's only a $60 pledge, folks. Felipe, we have got to let people Lucky Rivera, Ramon Jimenez, I want you to call for a $60 pledge. I was with Lucky last night. Lucky Rivera and uh, Positive Workforce, uh, Ramon Jimenez, um, the Harvard trained lawyer. We call him the People's Lawyer. Everybody from the Freedom Party, including my minister friend, should be calling right now. 212 209-2950. We're going to play these three rumbas, and this is for Bobby Sanabria, who narrates this beautifully. Here we go. 209-2950. Kila, Kike, y uh, Chocolate, a song that gives tribute to the fusion of using the conga drum with the bongo in a band context. Three songs by the blind marvel, El Ciego Maravilloso, the most important man in the history of Cuban music and the man that holds the same position in Cuban music that Louis Armstrong holds in jazz, the great Arsenio Rodriguez. Para que compre caramelito para el 
Felipe Luciano, WBAI 99.5 on your FM dial, along with Bobby Sanabria, as we're discussing the African origins of Latin music. And we're asking that you pledge $60. Pledge $60 and we'll be able to get this three CD set over to you. You just heard on Senor Rodriguez, uh, the father of Son Montuno. And you're, oh, I love this. This is a this is a tune that Tipica seventy three. There's so many people did this tune that you're listening to underneath us. Um Bobby, we're asking people to please pledge. Two one two two oh nine two nine five oh. If I sound redundant, it's only because I want you to pledge. If you pledge, we'll send you this three C D set narrated by Bobby Sanavia. We sit down and we we grind our, our nails to nubs, we bite our fingernails and we say Oh my God! Here we go. They hurt us. They did. Stop the victimization. Let's be, become the offenders. Let's become offensive. That's what I believe the young lords taught us. We gotta start offensives. One of the offensives we can start is a cultural one. By calling here two one two two zero nine two nine five zero and pledging sixty dollars, we will give you a three CD set. A three CD set discussing and describing and outlining and chronicling. The transition from Africa, the Congo, Senegal, Ivory Coast, uh, Nigeria, all the way to the Caribbean and then to the United States. It'll give you a sense of how richly beautiful and diverse this African music we call Latin music is. Um, it is here for the asking. Give us or pledge to us $60 and we'll give you this. Come on, keep off, keep the phones ringing. 212-209-2950. The online donation site is www.give, www.give to the number two wbai.org. Um, we're discussing this with Bobby Sanabia. Let's continue. Come on, folks. We can do better than this. I know we can do more. Continue to pledge your money. And we're charging $60. And we'll give you three CDs. And by the way, these CDs can be used in your classroom. Um, this is not a poetry CD, so you don't have to worry about curses. You don't have to worry about people, uh, inappropriate lexicon. This is Bobby Sanabia, one of the scholars of our music, giving you a sense of the history of the, and the richness of this music. 212-209-2950. Uh, and, of course, a $60 pledge will send this to you. Thank you very much. Tony, you got something else to say? I got 212-209-2950. No, it's the same thing, basically, Felipe. Okay. Make the phones ring, folks. 212-209-2950. What an incredible effort for this piece. Exclusive to WBAI, exclusive to the Pacifica Network. You can only get this here, folks. 212-209-2950. Make your pledge of support. Support the effort of these producers that come in here and do this for free and who put such a thoughtful, heartfelt feeling into putting together a premium like this for you. 212-209-295. It's a three-disc set, three hours of history and music put together. Black History Month, the African diaspora in music form. Music as it came from Africa, how it right. developed here, and how it continues. And we're talking about compa, we're talking about salsa, bachata, punta, palo. Uh, an incredible form. What Palo did you de... call me? Punta. <laughs> no, 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 punta. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Plena, samba, <laughs> merengue, cumbia. Uh, all of this stuff is ours. Santeria, lucumi, voodoo. We're now beginning to understand that many of the Pentecostal religions, many of the fundamentalist sects, not sex religions, um, in fact, have are African-based. And uh, this is not a uh, a conjecture anymore. This is empirically based. Uh, Sam Cruz... 
my professor over at Union Theological, has proven it. It's unbelievable the stuff that's going on. We're going to have a renaissance in this country. I've said this before. Puerto Ricans, Latinos are going to have a revival in this country and a renaissance. We need you to call us. First, we're going to dance. First, we're going to dance. We're going to play this Well, that's, music that's part of renaissance. Dance. I'm sorry. 212 209 2950. 212-209-2950. Call us here. We'll send you a three-CD set. By the way, when we say Zambo, what we mean is the indigenous and black mixture. So if you're Afro-Indian, we call you Zambo. Mulatto means black and white mixture. And Mestizo, of course, is Native American and white. So just to give you a sense of the definition of those terms, when you may hear those terms interchangeably, I use them often on the show so that you know. Zambo is black and Afro. We three minutes, folks, before the top of the hour. Three minutes and the phones have stopped ringing. That doesn't get it done for WBAI. Support Felipe Luciano with just a $60 pledge this morning. For that $60 pledge, we're going to send you The Journey, a three-disc set of how music journeyed from Africa throughout the planet and kept its soul, kept its roots, and kept that part of the culture together. And in fact, occupied the cultures in the lands where it landed. 212-209-2950. You can't get it anywhere else. It's exclusive to WBAI. You cannot go where, anywhere else and pick it up. Joyce Jones put it together for us, along with Mondo Sanabria. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of history. It's a beautiful piece with beautiful music. Make that pledge of support. Support WBAI. 212-209-2950. Don't let these phones stop ringing. We have to raise that final $3,000 before the top of this hour. We've only got two minutes in which to do that, to complete that. We started about 15 minutes ago. I know that we're going to get there, but we need those phone calls. And at just a $60 pledge, we should be able to do that. 212-209-2950. It doesn't matter if you come from Peru, Paraguay, Ecuador, Colombia, Chile, uh, Bolivia, Brazil, Argentina. Uh, hey, my assistant, Joanna De Leon, comes from Ecuador. It's a beautiful country. They're now fighting to keep the oil from uh, destroying and polluting the land. And we hope that Correa is able to keep that uh, keep that pledge to the Yasuni forest is what he's trying to keep up. And he, what he did is he told the U.N., you want to keep this uh, indeed, you want to keep this biosphere wonderful? Do me a favor. Give us the money that we would normally make from the oil and we'll keep it here. Yeah, there you go. Smart man. 212-209-2950. We need those pledges of $60 so that we can... I don't hear can, phones ringing. Come on, folks. Come on. Come on, come we only, on. We only on. have a minute and a half. Five left. more phone calls. Five more phone calls, and we will have made our pledge for this half hour. 212 $60 pledge, folks. $60 pledge. And the online thing is WW. Well, come on. Two, come on. We need more phone calls. I don't hear it. 212-209-2950. One minute left. We need you to call, folks. 212-209-2950. Thank you for that phone call. But that, as we say, two these more, phones should two not more. stop ringing. 212-209-2950. Bobby, we want to thank you for having been part of our program, Bobby. Thank you so much, Felipe. And, and uh, I'm more than happy to do this. BAI has always been supportive of not only my music, but all the music done by all of my colleagues. Uh, where else are you going to hear this type of music but on WBAI?
$10 a month. It's the price of a gigabyte of data for that iPad you never use. It's two overpriced coffees you ordered when you forgot to look at the menu. It's your overzealous attempts to meet the credit card minimum at the bodega on the corner. But $10 a month could be a lot more. Become a BAI buddy and commit to a recurring monthly donation to WBAI. This money will help us continue to broadcast the thoughts and perspectives of the progressive public. A BAI buddy is also not without perks. Your monthly contribution will earn you a WBAI tote bag and a member card offering zip car sales, discounted meals at select restaurants, and a handful of other benefits. You will also become a full voting member of WBAI, and our diverse programming will reflect your voice. Go to give to WBAI.org and become a BAI buddy to support Free Speech Radio today. This is the mic check for Cat Radio Cafe. Uh, testing. Testing. Tune into Cat Radio Cafe Tuesday night at 9 here on WBAI. I'm Janet Coleman. I'm David Dozer. The Displaced Playwright on Tuesday, March 28th at 9 p.m. We'll be joined by performance artist Quanon, Karen Finley, to discuss her new work for the stage, COVID Vortex Anxiety Opera, Kitty Kaleidoscope Disco, in which she reflects on our pandemic-era traumas, politics, baking, masking and world politics tuesday night at nine here on wbai cat radio cafe made a cat's drink coffee at the kitty kaleidoscope disco oh i thought so hmm. breathe deep. breathe deep expand your mind and let the music be your driving force. Enter a world of color and light. And, and keep, keep on, on 